Welcome to the Dr. Berg's Healthy Keto and Intermittent Fasting Podcast, where Dr. Berg takes you on the journey for the truth about getting healthy and losing healthy weight. I want to talk about how to balance your hormones or manipulate your hormones in a positive way. So the first question is, what is a hormone? Hormones are communication particles that travel through the body from one place to another. They originate from a gland that makes them, and then they travel through the bloodstream, and then they get received by a receptor. So right now, I'm talking to you, and hopefully you're listening to me through your receptors to the ears. You can see me through the receptors of your eyeballs, but without me seeing you in person, I don't really know if these words are connecting to you. And in the body, when the communication is received, there's another signal sent back as a feedback loop. It's like a little circuit type thing, like a thermostat in your house. As soon as it hits at a certain temperature, uh, maybe the heater turns off. In the body, as soon as a certain blood pressure is achieved, uh, certain hormones will turn off. Maybe the hormone uh, regulating sodium and fluid. As soon as a certain blood sugar is achieved, like 80, certain hormones are then turned off. So if there's no feedback mechanism with hormones, then the hormone starts going higher and higher and higher and higher. And that would be really bad in the body. But that's the problem in the body with hormones. You somehow disrupt this feedback mechanism, whether you block the receptors through what's called endocrine disruptors, that would be like the pesticides, insecticides, herbicides, fungicides uh, that can block the receptors. And now there's no mechanism for this your hormones to turn off. They start going higher and higher and higher. And just as a side note, all those things I just mentioned, the pesticides, insecticides, herbicides, fungicides, actually mimic estrogen in the body. So an endocrine disruptor is really an estrogen disruptor. And then you have another situation that doesn't necessarily block a receptor, but it can actually cause um, the receptor not to work anymore, or the receptor starts resisting the hormone. That's called hormone resistance. And that happens in quite a few hormones, including estrogen and even cortisol, where you have this high level of chronic output of estrogen, for example, and then the cells start blocking that. And now um, that hormone doesn't work anymore. So let me just give you like a, a very rare example. And this really probably never happens in life. Uh, let's say you start eating a lot of carbohydrates, right? For many, many years. And you're eating all these carbohydrates and you're raising insulin. And eventually you develop what's called insulin resistance. And now that receptor doesn't work anymore. So the body makes more and more and more. And then eventually that communication starts going down, down, down. And then now the blood sugars get out of control and you become a diabetic. So that's another problem with hormones. Same thing happens with cortisol resistance, where you have too much chronic stress over a period of time. And then the function of cortisol, which is normally an anti-inflammatory, it doesn't work. And you end up with inflammation and pain. So there's really three dominating hormones that tend to nullify and destroy everything else. Uh, one would be the insulin. Next one would be cortisol from the stress. And then the last one is estrogen. Okay. Those three uh, tend to be dominating and they tend to inhibit all these other hormones. So let me just kind of go through the hormones and talk about what you can eat to uh, provide more balance with 
individual specific hormones. All right, let's start with the thyroid. Thyroid, T4 uh, is the thyroid hormone, and the four represents the number of iodine molecules in that hormone. So to help enhance T4, you need to consume more iodine. So that comes from sea kelp. It comes from seafood, anything from the sea. Now, what about if you wanted to convert T4 to the T3, which is the active form of the thyroid hormone? So there's a, another uh, nutrient that helps you convert those two uh, because it's really not about how much T4 you have. It's about how active that thyroid hormone becomes in the conversion to T3. Now, 80% of the conversion happens in the liver and 20% happens in the kidneys. And so you need a healthy liver and kidneys to have this work, but selenium is the key mineral for this conversion. And so the best food for selenium is a Brazil nut. Just one a day will give you all the selenium you need. And by the way, selenium is also in the seafood. It's in the sea kelp. Now, if you have too much thyroid hormone, okay, some people have a hyperthyroid condition. Uh, one way to inhibit that would be to consume cruciferous vegetables because there's a certain compound in cruciferous vegetables that can inhibit iodine. All right, next hormone is cortisol. And of course, lowering stress will help you with cortisol. But as far as foods go, you would want to eat food that's high in both potassium and magnesium. These are the two minerals that help counter cortisol and help relax the body. And so more salad, more leafy greens would be what you want to do. Also, if you have a um, low cortisol situation, um, sea salt is good to take too, because when the adrenal glands burn out, you also lose the retention of sodium. And so if you're not consuming enough sea salt, that can weaken the adrenals. All right, next hormone is growth hormone. This is the anti-aging hormone. This is the hormone that uh, helps you preserve your muscles and other proteins. To stimulate this hormone, you need to uh, make sure that you uh, keep your stress low. You wanna make sure that you keep your protein intake at a moderate amount, not too much, not too low. And so the amino acid that helps increase growth hormone is arginine. And arginine is in a lot of different uh, proteins because arginine is an amino acid. And so you want to consume protein that's not missing arginine, okay? So that has a complete uh, profile of amino acids. And so eggs are really good. Nuts have uh, arginine. Any animal meats have arginine. Seafood has arginine. All of these will help with growth hormone. Other ways to increase growth hormone would be high-intensity exercise of a short duration, as in high-intensity interval training. Also, sleep enhances growth hormone, so you need that recovery after the exercise. And of course, if you want to shut down carbohydrate, to keep your blood sugars very, very high, as in being a diabetic. All right, next one is testosterone. That is increased with zinc, and now we're getting into the red meats. We're getting into seafood, especially oysters. Oysters have the most zinc out of anything you can eat. So oysters and red meat. And also you want to avoid estrogen, okay? So you probably want to avoid dairy and anything else that's estrogenic like fermented soy. And don't go on a low-fat diet. You want to provide enough fat for the body because testosterone is a steroid hormone that is built from cholesterol. That goes the same for cortisol and estrogen and even progesterone. All those are sex hormones that need cholesterol as their building block. Now, if you're female and you have too much androgen, which is a form of testosterone, 
And I'm talking about a condition called PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, and where the androgens are just too high. How do you lower that? Well, you lower the hormone that's triggering that whole mechanism, which is insulin, okay? So you go in low carb, you do fasting. That will help you lower the output of androgens from your ovaries. Okay, next hormone is estrogen. This is a big one. A lot of both men and women are estrogen dominant because of our environment. We're exposed to uh, now plastics, okay? We're an average person in a week consumes the amount of plastic that would be the same as eating a credit card, okay? All those plastics are estrogenic. They're endocrine disruptors, okay? And I'm talking about the plastics in the drinking water. So you'd wanna get a filter for your drinking water. Don't drink the tap water. But to help regulate estrogen, because there's three different estrogens, and to help regulate, and I mean lowering the bad one and increasing the good one, uh, cruciferous vegetables are the best. The kale, the broccoli, the Brussels sprouts, the cabbage, the arugula, awesome. Radishes. And you can also regulate estrogen by consuming sea kelp because iodine helps to curb the excess amount of estrogen. And one additional thing is to avoid dairy because there are certain hormones in dairy uh, that can actually make you more estrogenic. And then if you have low estrogen, if you wanted to increase it, uh, fermented soy, organic fermented soy would probably help you like miso soup, tofu, things like that. Now, progesterone, okay, um, is enhanced with omega-3 fatty acids. So that would be like salmon, that would be like cod liver oil. And then we get to another hormone called vitamin D. Yes, that's right. Vitamin D is a hormone. It's not really a vitamin. And so the way to increase vitamin D is through the sun, but also you can get some, not all of it, if you consume cod liver oil, fatty fish like salmon. And then we get to the big hormone that's pretty much destroying everything. And that's insulin, okay? Too much insulin can be lowered if you reduce your carbs, if you do intermittent fasting, if you avoid MSG. But here's the problem with insulin. If you don't have enough, okay? Or like in a diabetes type one, the thing to do is not to increase it with eating more sugar because that's just gonna, that's not gonna help you. It's better to do this, support the gland that makes insulin with just general healthy foods. So there are certain things that can increase your hormones to help balance them. But in reality, it's better to support the endocrine system as a whole with two things, healthy keto and intermittent fasting.